from Madison, Wisconsin, World Dairy Expo presents The Dairy Show, the digital meeting place of the global dairy industry, where we sit down to talk cows, cutting edge technology, and the colored shavings. Welcome to The Dairy Show. I am your host, Lisa Benke. On today's episode, we're going to talk about World Dairy Expo's Youth Showmanship Contest. Started in 1982, the competition has been fierce for the past 40 years. Thousands of youth ages 9 through 21 have competed on the colored shavings in three age divisions. This year, we have a special announcement to make about World Dairy Expo's Youth Showmanship Contest, and I welcome today's guest, Jim Ostrom, to tell us a little bit about a special sponsorship that he has in mind. It's really a pleasure to be here and talk about World Dairy Expo. One of my favorite subjects all year is to talk about what the great show and that we've all been a part of for our lives. We are going to sponsor, in the name of Annette Ostrom, a Supreme Champion Showmanship Contest for Youth. And I have to say, Annette, she passed uh, recently, is the type of person that would never want anything named after her. But she, I can tell you, loved youth, loved the youth of the dairy industry specifically and those kids that were showing. And we'd be at a show, and uh, whether it's Expo or even a, a different show, and she would refer to somebody's kid running around as, well, they were third in showmanship, and they showed the red heifer. And and she just knew all the kids around the show ring and throughout the barn, and, and uh, she loved kids, and she loved showmanship. And so we're going to sponsor Supreme Champion Showman, Reserve Supreme Champion, with cash awards, and cash awards for winning kind of your junior, intermediate, and senior age divisions. I think it will bring some excitement to the show ring. She would have loved that. And it's an opportunity for some kids to go have some fun and celebrate their passion, which is for many of them showing cattle. It truly is, Jim. And when you say they're significant cash awards, they certainly are. And if you don't mind my sharing with our podcast listeners today, each of the age divisions, and as I mentioned, there are three, the champion of the junior showmanship competition will receive a $1,500 cash award this year. The reserve junior champion showman, a $750 cash award. And this applies to the intermediate division and the senior division. And as you mentioned, for the first time in the history of Expo's 40-plus year competition, we're going to select a supreme showman. So those junior competitors are going to be competing with the intermediate and the senior showman, first and second place, for a supreme champion showman and a reserve supreme champion showman. And the supreme champion showman will walk away with an additional $3,500 cash award, and the Reserve Supreme Champion Showman, an additional $1,500 cash award. So while bragging rights have been wonderful throughout the years, Jim, these cash awards are going to be very meaningful to kids who are planning a career in the dairy industry, because let's face it, most of the kids that have gone through our showmanship show ring have remained very actively involved in this dairy business. There's a, a couple exciting subtleties about this. So you can be the second place or reserve champion for junior showman, second place, reserve. You'll get a cash award. But when you go on for Supreme, the judge is instructed, there's no first and second anymore. Everybody's starting clean. So you could literally be the youngest and reserve junior and go ahead and win supreme and the cash is cumulative so it's possible to win up to five thousand dollars it'll be exciting to see the kids compete for it 
in essence, what you're saying is the slate is wiped clean. So you win first or second place in your division. But when you come together for the Supreme Champion competition, it's an equal playing field for everybody. So like you said, if you're in second place, it's not like when you come back for champion of the show where the second place individual is never going to stand a chance of being the Supreme Champion or the Grand Champion. In this instance, in fact, you can. And I love that about this because showmanship is that's that's the thing is it's all about your performance on the halter and it's so appropriate that the slate is wiped clean and that everybody starts out with a fresh page because when they come back into the ring it's a new game again you're being evaluated on your showing prowess and so i love that element was that your idea to do that you know i think it was a kind of a combination of just giving everybody that is really at the top level of showmanship a chance to really compete flat out and uh, you know oftentimes when you're reserved to something you know you're never going to win but here you are maybe a reserved intermediate showman you have a chance to win it all and also you're going to walk on the colored shavings the last afternoon as supreme champion showman just like they'll have supreme champion heifer of the youth show and supreme champion half of the open show and then the cows and so on so it's quite a recognition and an honor and i think it'll be really exciting for the kids guaranteed there's nothing more exciting than when the coliseum lights go down and the spotlights come up and everybody takes their moment in the spotlight so that is a very unique thing that's being added to the showmanship competition too jim is that the winners of that that competition are also going to be afforded that privilege to be in the spotlight on the final day of the show this sponsorship is for a youth competition and jim i know that that you have always had a soft spot for the youth. I know you've you've offered scholarships in the past and you've done a lot of things for youth and we'll talk more about that later in this podcast. But why the the showmanship, you know, what made you think to sponsor something like this in Annette's memory? Well, Annette loves showmanship. She loves showing. She would show every animal on our string if we let her. She just absolutely fundamentally loved it. And more than that, though, on the showmanship days or days throughout the year, she would be there helping other kids that maybe lived in the country and didn't have any cattle at home, but we provide some of our animals or kids even from town that just showed a really strong interest. She would be helping kids get a heifer, get it lined up, making sure they understood what it was. She'd even work with them at the barn and help them get to the ring. She just truly loved it. And I think it's really appropriate. I think she was all about paying it forward. And speaking of Annette, she did grow up on a dairy farm, didn't she? She grew up around agriculture. There's a lot of us that fell in love with agriculture that grew up around it. Her father worked in the AI industry and she went to all the fairs. She worked for Sherry Seamers and showed for Sherry in her youth. So Sherry was pretty famous for helping youth get involved in, in showing cattle at state fair and county fair and even at expo. And she showed for Sherry and she just absolutely fell in love with it. She looked at showmanship as a way to sort of come to terms with your animal. If your animal had an attitude, it was your job to figure out how to manage through the attitude. And she looked at it that way. And I think it, a lot of us in the industry didn't necessarily milk cows when we were growing up, but we sure fell in love with it. Jim, I think that's neat that history is repeating itself then. So this sponsorship, these cash awards that you're making possible are helping other youth to hone that love of dairy cattle. So Annette didn't grow up with a dairy farm of her own, but there were people in the industry who saw fit to help her learn the ropes. And now she in turn was helping other kids learn the ropes throughout her career. Annette chose to go into the dairy industry, correct? When she went to UW-Madison to school, what was her major? She was animal science and she just loved dairy cattle. 
She worked for Anamart straight out of college in sales. And then she went on to work for Pfizer, which is, of course, at that time was pharmaceutical sales to dairy farmers. And they'd spun out that company to a company called Zoetis. And I used to tease her that she had a Zoetis tattoo. She just loved Zoetis. But I think even more than that, she loved her coworkers. And she loved all the farms that she called on. And I know they loved her back. And they just, they just all were so important to her. That seems to be the running theme. Anybody that you talk to that knew Annette, even casually, could just feel the passion radiating off of her for the dairy industry, but not just the dairy industry, for the people within. She was all about the people. And when we talk about people, Jim, how did you and Annette meet? We met in the dairy industry, <laughs> you know, industry functions. And, you know, back to the youth, uh, that's what most young people don't really realize is for many of them, their lifelong partner, spouse, friend, and friends are all going to be from this industry because people that have shared passions kind of come together. And, and I, you know, as, as we exhibit in the barns, there's many couples, almost all of them that fell in love at World Dairy Expo. It's, it's really the great thing about our industry. I have many friends that own businesses outside of agriculture, and they sort of look at me like I have two heads when I talk about the passion for our industry. You know, if you're making a widget in town in a big factory, you don't have that passion that we do in our industry. And that's what really is exciting about it. It's palpable when you're at Madison at World Dairy Expo, you can feel that camaraderie. You're right. There is something about that combined passion that we all share that that makes for a pretty powerful week. So when you and Annette were married, did you have the double 80 parlor up at that point? We had a couple larger dairy farms, but we initially had bought first registered heifer in our string for milk source genetics. So we, we bought a daughter out of Ashland's Angel, which is a, a name of a famous cow back 20 years now. And uh, it just evolved and we couldn't stop. So we now have a herd of uh, cattle that high-end genetics, show cattle, jerseys and red and whites and Holsteins mostly. There are a couple brown Swiss in there now too. So we're expanding a little bit. You know, I think that you, you fall in love with showing cattle or, or being a part of the industry and you do what you love. Jim, I can remember, and this is years ago, when our junior Holstein club took a tour of your facility by Rosendale, and you had the first rotary parlor up and running, and the second one was being built. And our kids honed in on the beautiful wash rack and the, the show cattle facilities that you had incorporated into the Rosendale facility. Tell us about that. You were setting up a big commercial dairy, a rotary parlor, but where did the, the show itch come from? Did you show cattle when you were younger too, or where did the, the bent on having a show herd mingled with the commercial dairy come to be? So I was the kid that stood second to last. So that explains why I want to win. <laughs> and, you know, it's, I loved it. I always have. And I, you know, I, we're commercial dairymen and most people don't realize how much we love good cattle. Uh, we just are very passionate about it. And it's not just in that or myself, it's uh, John Bosters and the people that are on our team. It's an absolute passion for truly great animal. And it's just what we, f we really enjoy doing and we focus on it. And it truly takes a, an extensive team to compete at the level in which we'd like to compete at. We've seen the, the children of the partners involved in Milk Source have successful careers in the show ring. Were these 4-H projects that got the show herd underway or was that the adults at Milk Source that decided we want to get into the show business? Well, it's a live podcast, so I think I have to be honest, it was the adults that led, this, led the way. We just love beautiful animals. 
And it shows, it shows because you've been very successful with your breeding program and certainly have achieved remarkable successes in the show ring too. There is a competitive bone in your body, that's for sure. Your children, I know, did enjoy being on the halter. And is that something that they came about naturally or is that something that Annette imparted? with her desire to be on the halter. That was all Annette. I get hyper nervous going into the ring and Annette just truly embraced it. Tristan, our youngest, loved showing. And I think one day he had a couple heifers and a cow and they all did really well. And he went back in the ring 13 times that day. And if he'd have told him he had to go back in another five, he would have. He, he just wants to be out there. I had the opportunity to clerk at the spring show this year that also takes place at the Alliance Energy Center where we're going to be this October for World Dairy Expo. And Tristan was in front of me with a brown Swiss and he was fist pumping the air because he had a red and white showing in the ring next to him that was doing equally well. And he had to decide which halter he was going to stand on that day. So that's pretty excited when you're multi-suited in different breeds too. He loves it. I don't think that that apple fell too far from the tree. As you said, Annette just had an affinity for being on the halter. And multiple people have said that she had a, a natural gift there. She puts the animal at ease. And that's why people remember there's iconic moments at World Dairy Expo. And I have to say that our photographers doing a, a fantastic job of immortalizing those moments. But when Annette was on the halter with your Jersey Supreme Champion, Martha, that was one of those magical moments when, again, when the spotlight hit the cow and the leadsman, it was, it was truly a beautiful dance to watch and none of us will forget that. Well, we talked about Annette's love for the business, for, for showing, and that Seamers worked with her and, and her father, I know, was, was really, he, he saw. He saw that desire in his daughter's eyes to really exceed, excel at showing. And that's when they, they talked to Seamers about showing some of their better heifers too. And I see Annette paying it forward because Annette spent a lot of her time working with the junior Holstein kids from Brown County, if I'm correct too, right, Jim? She did dairy bowl competitions. She helped prepare with Peggy Coffeen and, and they've had a terrific outcome with the kids and to watch kids develop, gain a passion for the industry and expertise and knowledge. I can sit around the kitchen table and I'll lose nine out of 10 questions to my son because he knows the answers to most of them. Tell us about that. She had gone to the junior Holstein convention with those kids and they won. <laughs> they won. They they won the competition. And we all know what that means. That means that you got to start working really hard now because that means you're headed to the national convention for the deep water. So the kids were starting to prepare, but but that's when our story took a really sad turn. Could you could you speak to that? This will be a little bit hard, but um life is precious. Uh one day we were walking, we, we went on a lot of walks, and she had lower back pain, very sharp. And her doctor couldn't get her in for like three months. It's absurd. It's at the end of COVID. And I have a doctor that's highly responsive. And I said, well, go see my doctor. I, te I text him. I've got a good relationship with him. And he saw her the next morning. And at, at uh, 11 o'clock, he had a diagnosis of terminal cancer. And so you just never know when that backache is going to act up and, and change your life forever. And so that caused a lot of change in our family and how we look at the world. And Annette took her, her junior team on to nationals, and I think they were fifth or sixth at nationals. What was really exciting about it was when you go to nationals, little Brown County, which isn't the strongest dairy youth county in the state, they go, they go up against the state of California. <laughs> 
and they go up to, against other dairy states. So the whole, the best of their states goes up against our Brown County kids and they just did a terrific job and they had a blast. It was really a great event. I know that the other kids, well, the parents of the other kids who participated on that team had nothing but amazing things to say about Annette because obviously she was was battling a serious illness at that time, but she was in there coaching those kids and just as enthusiastic about it as they were. And they came home with the Sportsmanship Award. I think that meant more to all of them than if they would have won the competition outright. They won the Sportsmanship Award. Annette, she was the kind of person that everybody to a person thought she was truly kind, a genuinely kind person. And I can tell you that when nobody was looking, she was the exact same way. She always looked at the bright side of people and always cared about people and how they were doing. And they always say that you find out what people are made of when they're challenged. And I can't think of anything more challenging than what Annette went through and her true colors showed through. She was just, like you say, kindness to the core. And certainly she made it her business to be at World Dairy Expo last year because she wasn't going to miss watching Tristan and the Milk Source String go through that ring at World Dairy Expo, was she? No, she wasn't. I said to her on probably the third or fourth day, we have to go home. And she said, no, we are home. This is where we belong. And we stayed the duration. Annette's memory lives on through all of you, through all of us, whoever knew her. That's There's little bits and pieces of her everywhere. And youth, you talked about it, Jim, how important youth were to her. Well, to all of you, you all have this investment in youth. And that extends, too, to Dairy Cares. And can you tell us about Dairy Cares? How did that get started? Annette? is noted to be a co-founder of Dairy Cares, but tell us about it. How did it get started? We've always talked about giving back somehow, and I coach my people around the company, no matter where you are in your station life, give back. Maybe it's helping an elderly person with shoveling snow, or maybe it's it's starting a charity organization, uh, but just give back. To whatever extent you're comfortable with, try. And we have extensive landscape gardens around the house. It's a passion of mine. I tell people I garden and they think I've got carrots or something. I, I don't. I, <laughs> I have big rolling landscape. And we had a what, what we called a garden party for about 20 people the first year. And it was a terrific night. It was dinner in the gardens. It was just a, the perfect weather and that always helps. And then we got that group together a little while later and we said, you know, we've been talking about this and we'd like to do a, a fundraiser do a garden party every year for a good cause and the 15 or 20 people that were there unanimously picked children's hospital children's wisconsin because you know we're all one degree of separation away from somebody that has been helped by children's hospital or one of the children's hospital facilities or affiliates and it was really easy for everybody in the group to get behind it i think the first year we raised sixty thousand dollars and last year don't remember all the numbers, but somewhere around $400,000 last year. And so far, we've raised $2.4 million. And it sounds like, well, you know, we raised it. Well, the truth is an industry raised it. Uh, we used our leadership to get people engaged, but it's a whole bunch of people that care a lot. People, Lisa, that you and I both know that you never would have guessed would have stepped up and supported and in big ways and in small ways. And it makes a difference. And our industry is just a, it's a really great industry to be in. With you and Annette driving that idea, it has achieved 
amazing things. And Jim, you're you're saying that you're a, a gardener. People travel to Vancouver Island to see the Bouchard Gardens or to England to see the perfectly manicured English gardens. I would put them up against your grounds any day. What a beautiful, beautiful setting you have there at your home for this garden party. And Dairy Cares has raised so much money. And I understand too that you were able to fund through this fundraising activity, a simulation lab that helps the doctors to to enact and and learn how to do life-saving measures on pediatrics patients. Is that correct? That is. It's really great technology. So imagine you're a young doctor or a nurse practitioner or a nurse that in the emergency room that gets a baby and maybe it's a, a toddler, you know, three years of age. You're not sure if it's poisoning. You're not sure if it was a tra- traumatic injury. And you have to diagnose within seconds. And you have to diagnose correctly because the, the human's metabolism is on the line. And the simulation lab has test dummy, so to speak, and they can program in symptoms. Somebody behind a screen programs in symptoms, and then they'll, the doctor will do some diagnosis or the, the, the team will do diagnosis, and then they'll modify the symptoms. And it'll give them real life, almost real life experience so that when, when a real tragedy happens, they're ready. And, you know, it's training and it's, it's helping people in a, in a much broader way because of the training that goes into it. Jim, I'm not a doctor, but I am a volunteer EMT in my community, and we take advantage of those simulation labs, mainly because when you think about it, a lot of times when you can practice things, you're practicing with your adult counterparts, and it's very unusual for people to be able to practice with a child. So that pediatric simulation lab is just an amazing thing. And again, your investment in youth and protecting youth and helping them, just a remarkable thing. And Dairy Cares has been going on for how many years now? 13 years. And last year we had about 550 people here for dinner. That's intimidating. This year we were expecting a little bit less than that, maybe 485 to 500 is sort of our target. It's a great night on the Fox River, fireworks at the end, and a lot of Uh, camaraderie and a lot of fundraising for children, a lot of passion for children. And one one thing that strikes me about the event every year is, you know, you kind of throw this big event and you think it's people are there for the big event. And almost everybody that you talk to are really passionate about doing some good. They don't talk about, well, it's a good party. uh, The food's great. They talk about, here's an opportunity for us to give back. Well, what started out as 15 people at a garden party with good intentions has certainly blossomed into something much bigger. And I think that's, we we can draw all sorts of analogies between that and, and this showmanship sponsorship. Annette is leaving legacies everywhere she, she touched, isn't she? So Dairy Cares goes on. You're again planning for an event this summer. Is that right? Yes, July 29th. And it's it's going to be perfect weather. The sunset's going to be beautiful and the fundraising's going to be robust. That's our plan. Dairy Cares continues and, and Annette's love for children and for showmanship and for all things dairy, definitely. It's a legacy. And Jim, you talked about World Dairy Expo being a magic week for you. I, I can't help but think about all the different connections I can draw between the Ostrom family and World Dairy Expo. And let's roll it all the way back to your college days. I can remember you served as the show's commercial exhibits manager. Early on, I was the FFA punk kid that came for as a junior in, in FFA to judge dairy products. And and I was terrible at it. But I came to World Dairy Expo and I was completely enlightened by it. 
And in college, I started as a commercial exhibits manager part-time. There weren't much of a staff back then. The show had gone through some stress, and we were able to figure out a way through Tom McKittrick to really grow the show, the the trade show. And later, as a commercial dairyman, as we were growing, we often came to World Dairy Expo to shop, and then finally fell in love with showing cattle. And I think we're probably on our 15th year of showing cattle there. We've experienced so many terrific things and and have hundreds of friendships. You know, and, and it's this tragedy of losing Annette, you find out really what friends are truly like. And one of my fiercest competitors in the show ring came up to me and gave me a hug. And and he, sometimes you you misread people throughout your life. And I misread that man. Uh, he, he truly cares. And he cared about her and he cares about us. I think there's a lot of care in this industry. And again, we're going to feel Annette's loss she she won't be physically sitting ringside this year, but I think that she'll be felt in many, many ways across the show. And Jim, you said it yourself, you've been covering all aspects of the show, um, things we didn't touch on. You've been an honoree as well. Milk Source Genetics was recognized as the Dairy Producers of the Year several years ago, and you have been successful in the show ring. My goodness, when you have three champions and three different breeds in one year, that's pretty pretty much of a milestone. You've shown Supreme Champions at Expo, and I know Tristan's been having fun on the halter as well. And was going to ask, will Tristan be competing in the showmanship contest this year? Or does he have to exempt himself from this? I think he's self-deselecting himself would be my read on it. But I'm going to let him make those decisions. But he, he does love showmanship, but I don't not, I'm not sure he's going to be competing in that one. I guess when we check all the boxes of ways that you've been involved in Expo, this last one is, is a big one. Um, you're a sponsor too, one of the, the very valued sponsors of World Dairy Expo. And this is certainly going to be a monumental year for all of those kids participating in the World Dairy Expo Youth Showmanship Competition. So any words of, of wisdom that you'd like to impart upon those kids as they place their entries in this year's showmanship contest, Jim? I think the, the most important thing for the kids to realize is this is not a judging the animal. It's judging your showmanship. And, uh, you know, I've, I've felt at times that showmanship can be a little subjective, but when you watch, truly watch the showmen, the ones that are truly great at it are at ease with their animal. That You can tell that they truly connect with the animal and they work with it extensively. You don't have to be from a big-time herd to win showmanship, and you don't have to have a big-time animal to win showmanship. What you have to have is a, a passion and a commitment to really work with your animal and to know it. Annette Ostrom, I can't think of a more fitting memorial sponsorship than the World Dairy Expo Youth Showmanship Competition. It certainly will immortalize Annette's love of dairy cattle and for showing. And for those of you listening, World Dairy Expo will be accepting entries for this year's competition starting July 1. And again, these entries will be accepted online only. So you'll need to log into www.worlddairyexpo.com to enter. And this competition will take place on Saturday, September 30th at high noon. And Jim, as you made mention, our supreme champion of this year's competition will not only be receiving these lovely cash awards, but they'll also be receiving that really wonderful opportunity to walk in the spotlight during the supreme champion ceremony on the closing day of World Dairy Expo 2023. And there's another aspect of it. 
I was very careful. Tristan and I were very careful to select a trophy that anybody would love to have on their shelf for the rest of their lives. And there's a glass trophy coming to the Supreme Champion Showman, and we can't wait to present it. Well, and Jim, I understand there will be a replica of that trophy on display here at World Dairy Expo's headquarters, and there'll probably be one displayed also at Milk Source Genetics or in the Ostrom household. Is that correct? It'll be at Genetics, and uh, we're looking forward to having it there. Jim, we are so looking forward to this year's showmanship competition. We thank you for remembering Annette in such a meaningful way, and we look forward to seeing you at World Dairy Expo 2023, October 1 through 6. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Dairy Show. We hope you enjoyed it. And don't forget to hit like and subscribe wherever you are listening to us today. And of course, don't forget to tell your friends about how much you are enjoying The Dairy Show. We would love to have them join us as well. And last but not least, if you have any comments for us, send us an email at wde at wdexpo.com. We would love to hear from you.